Hi, welcome to my podcast, Browsing the Shelves. I'm your host, Lily Fields. This is a show where we'll be discussing books. Unlike other book podcasts out there, uh, it seems like a lot of them focus on writing tips or interviewing authors and things like that. We're just going to focus on the books. I mean, this is for book lovers who want to talk about books, okay? This is like a book club. Each episode will be about a different book. Most books we will cover will be young adult, but we might have a few adult or juvenile sprinkled in from time to time. We won't just do new books. I know that's cool for a lot of people, but there are a lot of good old stuff out there just kind of gets overlooked. So we're going to browse the shelves together and find these little gems that are out there that people may not know about. Before we get into it, um, I just want to remind you to please subscribe to the podcast. It's free. It doesn't cost a thing. And please leave a review. And when you do that, it helps other people to find the show and helps keep this show going. You can find me on Twitter at Browsing Shelves, or you can email me at browsingtheshelves at aol.com. You can visit my website at browsingtheshelves.podbean, that's P-O-D-B-E-A-N.com. I'd love to hear what you think about the show and any input on what books you'd like to hear about in one of my future shows, any topics you'd like to cover. You can also check me out on goodreads.com, just search for Browsing the Shelves, and on there I will keep track of every book we've discussed in these podcasts, so you can have that list anytime you want to see all those books. It's all there. All right, before we get started, if you are at work or if you are driving, you do your thing, do what you're doing. If you are at home, sit back, relax, get a nice drink, and just breathe, relax, chill. We're going to take a moment and just discuss books, okay? Just take a moment. I currently have a cup of Rubus tea. I guess that's how you pronounce it. It's like... No, not Rubus. It's like Roybus, right? Yeah. Roybus tea. It's one of my favorites. Also herbal. And I think it's kind of closest I found to like non-herbal sweet tea. It's just as good. If not better. I love Roybus. Anyway. So take a sip. Sit back and relax. And let's dive right in. Today we are talking about Angel Fall, which is the first book in the series Penryn and the End of Days. I always thought that was kind of a strange series name. It's kind of a, it's a mouthful. Penryn and the End of Days. And it is written by Susan E. I assume it's pronounced E. If I'm butchering that, I apologize. But it's just, it's literally spelled E-E. So I assume it's pronounced E. A little background on the author. She used to be a lawyer but loves being a writer because it allows her imagination to bust out and go feral. <laughs> Other than the End of Days trilogy, she has written Cinder and the Prince of Midnight, 100 Steps, Ruby and the Huntsman of Midnight, The Dragon and the Stars, and Under the Needle's Eye. I have not heard of any of these. I've only read her Pendant and the End of Days series, which I love, by the way. I really enjoy this book. All right, let's just break it down. Uh, the genre is kind of an urban fantasy slash dystopian sort of um, age level, I would guess, about 15 plus. It's young adult. Publisher is Skyscape. It was written in 2011 and has 288 pages. Angel Fall was written in 2011. Its sequel, World After, was written in 2012. And the last one in the trilogy, um, End of Days, was written in 2015. 
I think I discovered these in 2018. It's a couple years ago. Anyway, it's a really, really good trilogy. I really liked it. Um, the basic synopsis, the basic plot, um, it's set like in the future. I'm not sure if it ever says the year. But it's set in a time where six weeks before the book starts, angels just decided to come down to Earth and take over. And these are not wonderful beings. They are very conceited. They think they are above and better than everything. They, he they think humans are nothing. They're no better than mud. Um, so they just they come down to Earth and just want to take over and party and destroy things and do whatever it is they want to do. And so humans are, I mean, it's basically an apocalypse for humans because they're, the world as they knew it is over. The main character is Pinrin. She is 17, and she lives with her mother. Her mother is kind of um, not all there. I'm not trying to be ugly by saying that, but she's, she's kind of got issues. She's kind of sick. Um, and so it's kind of up to Pinrin to take up the slack and take care of her family. She also has a younger sister. I'm not sure how old she is, but she's, I would guess, around 10-ish. And she is paralyzed from the waist down, so she's in a wheelchair. So it's she, Pinrin kind of has to take the, take control, kind of be the caretaker for her family. And in a world overrun by angels and I mean, it's just a terrible, it's, um, it's not safe anywhere. If angels find you, they will probably kill you. Um, and if they don't get you, there are gangs everywhere. It becomes like a survival of the fittest. It's become, becomes survival. You have to survive. If you're not hiding somewhere, you might get found and killed by either humans or angels. And there are gangs who are, um, trying to track down angels and kill them and sell their feathers and different body parts for money. Um, so you got that going on too. Um, so the book starts, she's out with her family. They don't want to stay in one spot too long because that just gets dangerous. So they're moving, finding another place to stay for a while when all of a sudden this angel just drops out of the sky and along with a bunch of other angels and they're get, they get in this fight and it's terrible and they're trying not to be seen. Because if they get mixed into that, then they're probably going to die. Well, what happens, and this is all like in the, the very beginning. I'm not trying to ruin anything. I'm not trying to give away any spoilers. But these angels get into this fight, and they, they're they trying to hide. Pinner and her family are trying to hide. But they do get spotted by one of the angels. And the angels come after them and abduct the younger sister. So that sets up the story uh, that Penryn is now determined to get her little sister back. Um, that becomes her sole focus of everything, is to get her little sister back. And she's defenseless. Her sister's defenseless. She can't really take care of herself. She can't fight for herself because she's um, paralyzed. There's only so much she can do, so she's worried about her, and she wants to get her back, and while well, having to take care of her mom at the same time. Um, but... While these angels are fighting, all these angels are ganging up on this one particular angel, and they basically beat him up and leave him for dead. And she approaches this angel, and they kind of... Angels and humans don't get along. They despise each other. But they realize Penrin and this angel, you find out his name is Rafi, um, 
they kind of come to a compromise, an understanding that even though they despise each other, they hate each other's species, they understand that they have to help each other to get what they want. Because while these angels were fighting, they cut off Rafi's wings. He still has the wings, but he wants to get them reattached. So in order to do that, he's got to get to, they're in California. Um, they have to get make their way to San Francisco, I believe, where the angels have their headquarters, basically. And he wants to get them reattached, but he's kind of defenseless without his wings. And some angels, obviously, are against him. Because there's even, there's lots of different, like, groups within the angels that don't get along. So in order for him to get his wings back, he needs help. And so she says, okay, I'll help you. Pendran agrees to help him if he will agree to help get her sister back. So that they kind of come to an arrangement, an, an agreement. And that sets off the story, their journey, um, trying to make their way to, to San Francisco, trying not to get killed by angels or humans or, or anything else. And there's also... there. There are, I will warn you, there are elements of uh, dark themes. There, it, it is violent. There is some blood. I mean, he gets his wings cut off and there is blood. Um, there are creatures kind of that you don't really know what they are, kind of unidentified creatures lurking in the woods with sharp teeth, and it's kind of creepy. There are some disturbing things. Um, and then, like, at the end of the book, you've, it, it throws in this kind of sci-fi twist that kind of turns dark, it, it's really dark and um, kind of horrific in a way. So that might be off-putting for some people. So I'm just warning you that's in there. I thought it was a weird twist, but I didn't really mind it. I was so sucked into the story that I didn't really care what happened at that point. I was going to just eat it up. I loved it. Um, but it does get dark, and I want to warn you that there is violence and um, gore. Yeah, so just a heads up on that. But it's a great story. The characters are very likable and three-dimensional, and a lot of people like how strong lead, female lead, Pinrin is. Um, she's such a great heroine. And she is. She's great. And Rafi, <laughs> the angel, he's he's great, too. Like, he's funny. He's They make a great team, you know. I really liked it. Um, so, basically, the, the first book is about them trying to get the sister back, trying to get Rafi help. The second book... Really, the site, the end of the first book kind of just brings up a whole new can of worms, a whole bunch of new issues that they have to address in the second book. And the third book is just kind of like the humans trying to fight back and reclaim Earth as theirs and fight back the angels and trying to come to a compromise. Um, just trying to, I'm not trying not to give away too much, but all three books are equally good. I love the trilogy. I'm going to read a snippet from the book, and this is in chapter one. Ironically, since the attacks, the sunsets have been glorious. Outside our condo window, the sky flames like a bruised mango in vivid orange, red, and purple. The clouds ignite with sunset colors, and I'm almost scared those of us caught below will catch on fire too. With the dying warmth on my face, I try not to think about anything other than keeping my hands from trembling as I methodically zip up my backpack. I pull on my favorite boots. They used to be my favorites because I once got a compliment from Misty Johnson about the look of the leather strips laddering down the sides. She is, was, a cheerleader and known for a fashionable taste, so I figure these boots are my token fashion statement, even though they're made by a hiking boot company for serious wear. 
Now they're my favorites because the strips make for a perfect knife holder. All right, that's uh, the first couple of paragraphs. And re find, reading this snippet, like it, I forgot how like beautiful the language was. I mean, who describes the sunset as a bruised mango? I mean, that's just beautiful. And I like the, the whole thing with the boots kind of shows you how society has changed, how she has changed as a person, that these boots are no longer for fashion. They're um, practical, you know, for survival. All right, and I'm going to read another snippet uh, that is in Chapter 2. Penrin, her mom, and her sister Paige are walking down the street trying to, you know, find, find another place to stay. Something white floats gently down and lands on Paige. She picks it up and turns to show me. All the blood drains from her face and her eyes are enormous. It's a fluffy piece of down, a snowy feather. The kind that might work its way out of a goose down comforter, only a little larger. The blood drains out of my face, too. What are the chances? They mostly target the major cities. Silicon Valley is just a plain strip of low-storied offices and suburbs between San Francisco and San Jose. San Francisco's already been hit, so if they were going to attack anything in this area, it'd be San Jose, not the valley. It's just some bird flying by, that's all, that's all. But I'm already panting with panic. I force myself to look up. All I see is endless dark sky. But then I do see something. Another, larger feather floats down lazily toward my head. Sweat prickles my brow. I break out into an all-out sprint. Mom's cart rattles crazily behind me as she desperately follows. She doesn't need explanations or encouragement to run. I'm scared one of us will fall or Paige's chair will tip, but I can't stop. We have to find a place to hide. Now, now, now. The hybrid car I was aiming for suddenly crumples under the weight of something crashing down onto it. The thunder of the crash almost makes me jump out of my boots. Luckily, it covers Mom's scream. I catch a flash of tawny limbs and snowy wings. An angel. I have to blink to make sure it's real. I've never seen an angel before, not live anyway. Of course, we've all seen the looping footage of golden-winged Gabriel, messenger of God, being gunned down from the pile of rubble that was Jerusalem. Or the footage of angels plucking a military helicopter out of the sky and tossing it into the Beijing crowd, blade first. Or that shaky video of people running from a blazing Paris, with the sky filled with smoke and angelic wings. But watching TV, you could always tell yourself it wasn't real, even if it was on every news program for days. There's no denying that this is the real deal, though. Men with wings. Angels of the apocalypse. Supernatural beings who've pulverized the modern world and killed millions, maybe even billions, of people. And here's one of the horrors right in front of me. And that's the end of chapter two. A snippet of chapter two. Yeah, that kind of gives you an idea of what it's like. It's, it's dark. Um, but it's still, I don't know, it's really good. And there's lots of hope and other good things in there. A little bit of romance. It's good. I, I, I really like this one. Let's go ahead and check out some reviews on Goodreads to kind of give you an idea of what other people are saying about it. So you don't just have to take my word for it. And as always, you don't have to agree with my opinion on books. Because um, this really isn't about me and what I think. This is about what... This is just about me kind of giving you ideas of books to possibly look into that might interest you. Kind of giving you some um, recommendations, I guess, that you can take or leave do what you want with. All right. Um, Goodreads.com. Uh, there are over 157,000 ratings. And the rating is about four, four stars, which is pretty good. It's actually on the higher end. A lot, a lot of uh, 
books are kind of like a three and a half-ish. But this is four. That's pretty good. Let's look at some reviews. One person says, There simply were no words to describe how much I loved it, how it horrified me, shocked me, tore at my heart again and again. Brilliant. I agree. Like, it's shocking, horrifying, disturbing, but yet so wonderful at the same time. I don't know. It just, the author just balances it. I don't, I don't know. I, I like it. One person says, I think this book might have just ruined the entire urban fantasy and possibly dystopian genre for me, because where can I go from here? Please be warned right now that this review is going to be nothing less than gushing. I loved everything about this book so much so that I may need to keep writing in italics. Because uh, she put a lot of that sentence in italics. Um, anyway, she keeps going. I'm just raving about how much she likes it. Uh, but yeah, she kind of thinks it kind of defines the genre. I don't know. I'll let you be the judge of that. Someone else says, it was a great story. I haven't read much Angel books before, and this one was quite good. The characters fit with the story quite right, and there were some funny moments, which I really enjoyed. The only other Angel book I've read is Hush Hush, and I did enjoy that one. But what's different with that one is um, Patch was kind of, I don't know... He, I didn't really like him. Like, I didn't like him until about halfway through the book. Then I kind of started to like him. He's just so full of it. He kind of grows on you after a while, though. But with Rothy, I mean, yeah, he's he's kind of... Angels in general hate humans, so he's not, like, immediately, like, nice and friendly. But, I mean, they, they come to... Uh, they may not like each other, but they get on well enough with each other. And he's nice. He's a nice guy. I really like Rafi. Oh, oh, this review. I got to read you this review. This one is like, oh, I'll just read it. The morning beckons when I turn over. The book I finished in the midnight hours is beside me. The fantasy world is slipping away, unable to follow me into the light. Reality creeps in with the rising dawn, but I'm reluctant to meet it. I want that world, those characters, that emotion back. But it's over. Time to find a new one in a new book. And so the hunt is on, but the sadness at leaving a good friend remains. Isn't that beautiful? That's like so poetic. Like to describe how you get so lost in this world, you know, whatever book it is you like, that you get so sucked into it that it's hard to say goodbye when it's over. Oh, I like that. That's pretty. And that can really apply to any book you like. Um, but yeah. Know, someone says if you liked Hunger Games, you might like this one. Yeah, I can maybe see that. Because that one's also like dark, but good kind of similar, where it kind of comes down to this teenage girl to kind of solve everything. Um, this one reviewer kind of took some of her favorite quotes from the book and put it in her review, so I'm going to read those quotes from the book, from this person's review, because it kind of gives you an idea, you know, it gives you some dialogue, kind of give you an idea of what the characters are like. Um, this first one is between Penryn and Rafi. Uh, she says, here, I'll show you how to use it. Let me see your foot. And he replies, That's a pretty intimate demand in the angel world. It usually takes dinner, some wine, and sparkling conversation for me to give up my feet. <laughs> some little banter. Um, um, here's a quote from Penryn. I never thought about it before, but I'm proud to be human. We're so flawed. We're frail, confused, violent, and we struggle with so many issues. But all in all, I'm proud to be a daughter of man. <laughs> and this is a uh, an exchange between Penryn and... Rafi, she says, a little weird. That was freaking Bizarroville. He pauses and looks back at me. Are you speaking English? 
Oh, that was funny. Anyway, it's really good. Kind of a paranormal, fallen angel, sci-fi. It's a mix of things. It really is. It's just, I don't know, if you want to read something that's really different, and if you like angel stories, if you like Hush Hush, you might like this one. The difference with Hush Hush, Patch is more, was he more of a fallen angel? Yeah, I think he was, at least in the first book. But this one, he's, Rafi, is, he's a soldier, and kind of a soldier that, well, without his wings, he can't really fight, so he's trying to figure out what to do. Anyway, that's Angel Fall by Susan E. Trilogy, Pendant and the End of Days. It's really good. I liked it. Okay, I think that's all I've got for you today. Thank you so much for listening. Hope you had a good time. Remember, you can find me on Twitter at Browsing Shelves. You can email me at browsingtheshelves at aol.com. My Goodreads, look for me uh, browsing the shelves. Please subscribe. Leave a review. It's free. It helps me out. helps other people find the show. And if you enjoyed it, hopefully you can spread the love. Yeah, email me, tweet me, let me know what you think, what you want us to talk about next. Until next time, guys, happy reading.